Hey everyone, welcome, 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 welcome. I took a bit of a hiatus and I am back recording this podcast. A couple of months ago, I had surgery and um, actually emergency surgery during COVID. Um, My appendix ruptured, okay? So I didn't even know that was a thing. I had no clue. Anyway, it was life-threatening. I'm alive, obviously, and uh, painful. um, Actually caused a lot of trauma being in the hospital with doctors that aren't really trauma-informed. I already had medical trauma. Um, So I really had to advocate hard for myself in a medical environment in a busy hospital, um, you know, yeah, so so the whole thing was um, quite traumatic. Um, and then the surgery itself was traumatic. The recovery period was very long. Um, and nobody told me that it would be that long. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, four to six weeks. It wasn't. It wasn't four to six weeks. In fact, I'm still healing from that. So, yeah. So, anyways, getting back to the podcast, I'm really excited to bring you some new episodes, a lot going on, just, um, you know, um, my Facebook group, if you're not in there, it's also called Navigating No Contact with Toxic Parents. We have hit over 3,000 people in there. I haven't had, well, the group's been open about a year and a half now, I guess. Um, So, you know, the word is getting out. Um, Trauma is, you know, more in the news in the media of course with covid everything going on so it's it's a great time to um you know really dive into this more so with that said welcome back and today we're going to talk about something that one of my community members um was talking about and i thought that would be a good podcast episode so that is trauma bonding now trauma bonding we hear about with relationships but really it comes that cycle of abuse um, and intense emotional attachments is pretty strong with um, toxic parents as well so there's a direct correlation if you guys haven't um, you know uh, looked at that correlation this might give you some this might give you some um, good insight so let's get started yeah good stuff today so that trauma bond right um you know it let's start with this if your first attachment relationship was with your mother um because typically it is and mother could be any caregiver not necessarily biological but whoever your main caregiver was most likely um you know female um, that is where you learn that the world is not really safe. The world is not trustworthy, right? From that initial attachment. If your mom was narcissistic, had mental illness, had a um, substance abuse or alcohol, you know, whatever prevented her from being regulated, being present, um, being, 
available either physically, emotionally, you know, mentally to take care of a small child, right? So if she was in a panic, if she was in turmoil, um, and you know, I've talked about this before, if her nervous system was dysregulated, that transfers over to the, the baby, right? So that's the attachment trauma that started. If you were adopted and you were taken away, or you were, you know, any other kind of attachment trauma where you've physically taken away from your mother. That is also trauma. Okay. So, um, yeah, so let's just say your mom is a narcissist or had narcissistic qualities. She wasn't available to feel those emotional needs that you needed. She wasn't able to help you regulate your own nervous system as a baby. That you're, That's where the low self-worth and the low self-esteem and I'm not good enough. Okay? And that abuse doesn't stop with no contact. As we know, you can go no contact and all of these things can still be there. These feelings, the you know, maybe you have you have created some space and you say, Oh wow, no contact, finally a relief. You know, there's a relief, there's some peace. But then oftentimes what happens is that you gave yourself that space and that trauma will actually present itself, right? Because you have been focusing on the parent. Um, spending all your time and energy um, in that trauma bond, that cycle. And when you actually pull back from that and release that and, you know, get away from that is oftentimes when things actually come up because you've made that space for it, right? So a lot of people will ask me, oh, this stuff came up and, you know, and maybe even memories and flashbacks. Yeah, because you made space for it, right? Um, so that's not love, that conditional, um, you know, response that your mom started instilling you, right, is not love. It's conditioned. It's, it's transactional. Um, it's like manipulation and exploitation, right? Um, and so that got skewed the moment you were born. You were primed for things not being safe, um, you were primed for low self-esteem, um, you were primed for manipulation, you were primed for not being good enough, uh, you were primed for abuse, right? This is not your fault. These are the early lessons about relationships that are not easily unlearned. That's why when somebody says, hey, just leave, or hey, just go no contact, it is the same thing. It's the same thing. It is not easy. It is very, very difficult. That got skewed at birth, right? So it, there's a lot that goes into that. I just want you guys to know that. Okay. Um, and, and it's, it's not even changed. Sometimes you can even be aware of all that, right? As, as we see, you can know that your parents are toxic and that is that falling, you know, going back to them, going back to them, right? Feeling guilty, going back to them. Um, having a weak moment, I've heard people say, or, you know, um, somebody reaches out with money or a gift, right? And you think that that 
means they changed or that's love. And if you, and again, if you grew up with that transactional um, gift giving, that that's ingrained, right? To the point where that can seem normal. Until it isn't, okay? So it's it's not easy it's not easy so so that trauma bond can also be very engulfing that engulfing parent that just won't stop and they are the manipulator with the gifts and the love bombing and the um you know the um acting like they change so a lot of people will have well I think my parent changed and again they can be very good at manipulation and and putting you know words together and um stringing things together to make it look like they changed when in fact that's not true it's part of that cycle of manipulation right so th this is that trauma bonding you might have heard of Stockholm syndrome um and and that basically means that deep bond which forms between a victim and their abuser so this has actually happened um because the victim the longer they're with their abuser for example somebody gets kidnapped you know you've seen this on the news somebody gets kidnapped and they're with their abuser for an extended period of time um they begin to rely on that person for their survival right so they start to rely on that person for survival. It's basically the only person in their life at that point because they're probably, you know, locked in a room or whatever. And that person begins to form a bond. They might even love their abuser or feel affection towards them. Um, and they will, they will people please and fawn, right? And that's why we hear in the news sometimes you know somebody had a chance to escape and they did not and somebody might say well again that victim shaming and blaming of well how come you didn't get away when you had all those chances well it's because of that the trauma bond right it's because of the stockholm syndrome so victims of abuse develop a very strong sense of loyalty towards their abuser despite that loyalty is damaging them hurting them physically, emotionally, verbally, right? That doesn't seem to matter, right? So that trauma bond, um, that threat has to feel like real danger in the body that your survival, your absolute, you know, your life depends on it, okay? Um, and and again, that that harsh treatment or abuse is, is also interspersed with kindness, or, you know, again, that love bombing could be gifts or whatever. So those kinds of things happen. Um, and so that that's how and why people can keep going back. And the same thing with a relationship. Like, hey, why don't you just leave, right? Um, an abusive domestic violence relationship. It is the same thing with parents. It's the exact same thing. So... Um, so this is where you might be um, even a lot of people will even stick up for their parents, right? They will support their, um, they will reason, use logic, um, support them in some way, okay? And you might, if you're no contact and your siblings are still in it, you might just be, um, you know, scratching your head like why can't they see it? They're supporting um, 
an abuser, even a sexual abuser. So they are, and they are, they don't seem to, they have an inability to see what you are seeing. Okay. And that is their survival. That is their survival brain. And we can't wake them up or get them to change. Um, we can't, we, we can't do that. And we are also not responsible for them. Right. So really understanding that they, it is that Stockholm syndrome where their life and survival depends on, on, on these people. Right. So we see that often with siblings that are still living at home, um, and seem to, um, be in turmoil yet aren't doing anything about it. Right. Okay. So, um, so, so, so it's not that, it's not that part of the brain that exercises choice, right? It's, it's very difficult. So breaking the, so let's get to breaking the trauma bond, breaking the trauma bond, really different, difficult, um, you know, with your parents. Okay. So one of the first things that has to take place is that understanding at a deep body and this is all a body thing it's it's not a mind thing so much again because your mind you could you can cognitively know like yes I need to stop talking to my parents or really you know every time I do I get a panic attack or I have anxiety you know mentally physically I'm really struggling but I keep going back for more right and then you feel bad, you beat yourself up, and that cycle just continues, and you're just in that cycle, and you can't get off that hamster wheel. Um, and that's exhausting. It really is mentally, physically, emotionally hurting you, right? Really, 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 really hurting your body. Um, but yet your mind knows this, but your body is still doing its thing because it is that body survival nervous system where that's where it's at. You've got to include that or it's going to really be a struggle. So the first thing is, um, is understanding that, you know, your parents aren't going to change. And I talk about this a lot um, because it's, it's it, I talk about it a lot because it's really, really hard for people. Again, your parents don't just magically change. Um, all of this is learned behavior from childhood over and over and over again. You got these messages that love is, you know, transactional, conditional, performance-based, whatever. Um, love hurts. You know, those messages, you got that over and over and over and over again, right? So that's, that's, the, that's one part. The other part is you are still coming from that wounded child part of yourself that needs love. You need that love. You, you need your parents to, to acknowledge you. Um, of course you want love. You want acknowledgement. You want validation. You want to have a relationship with them, right? That's normal. The problem is, is they're not capable of having a different relationship than the one that you had as a child. So even though you're an adult and you do have choices now, your parents are not treating you as, you know, an adult. They're probably treating you the same as they've always treated you um, as a child, right? Okay. They might not, you know, let's say, for example, they were physically abusive when you were a kid and maybe they're not now because they can't physically 
you know, beat beat you, whip you, whatever. But that this that behavior has not changed. Assuming that none of your parents have ever gone to therapy or really, you know, um, gotten gone to um, long term um, inpatient or outpatient treatment or therapy or addiction counseling or whatever it is that they need, right? Mental health, medication, whatever they're suffering and ailing from. Let's face it, they haven't looked at their own trauma. They have not looked at their own trauma. Let me put it that way. Um, so without that, there's no way they can change because they are just acting out their own traumas onto you. Okay. So, um, so that manipulator, the, that manipulation, um, they're using that trauma bond as a replacement for love, trust, empathy, and reciprocity that would come from a healthy functioning relationship. Right? So, but we don't know what that is. We don't know what that is because we've never had that. We don't know. We don't, our body doesn't even know what that feels like because we haven't had that. Okay? So your parents want you to feel guilty. They want you to be fearful. They want you to be, you know, feel shame and obligation, guilt, obligation, and fear, fog. Fear, obligation, guilt, fog, right? They want you to feel all that because then they're in control. They are managing just like they have always done. So as an adult, you feel all these feelings and they that's how they get their needs met. They get their needs met by you being this passive um, person that goes along with all this bull crap, right? So That's why you're the scapegoat if you start standing up and speaking your truth saying, hey, wait a minute, I don't, this doesn't, I don't like this, right? That, that messes up their program and they can't have that. They can't have any cracks in their system. They cannot have any cracks or leaks in their system. They got to plug that, right? Because when something starts to leak and crack, it's going to start crumbling down and they can't have that. Can't have that, right? So none of this is love. This is not love. It is just not love. So society doesn't help because society puts the pressure on, well, you should just do whatever you can, be the better person. Okay, so let's look at a couple of examples of trauma bonding, you know, what that would look like, um, trauma bonding, um, and basically being parentified, which I'll probably make a separate podcast on that. So... Um, so in this example, let's say, for instance, that you you know, you as a child, when you were a child, you were basically your, a therapist for your parents and it wasn't age appropriate. You were small, you were young, um, and your parents might've talked about, um, you know, their depression or, um, things that were completely inappropriate for your age to be hearing about because you couldn't have processed any of that, right? So maybe even if your parents talked about harming themselves or um, hurting themselves or they were hurting um, and or that they were saying that about um, your, you know, let's say your mother said that about your father. Um, 
And you as a child, the only thing that you can do is make that feeling go away, right? You want to make that um you want to make that fear go away that and because you're going to feel really really responsible for your parent because that's what children do right they the, there's no um they don't have the capacity to understand what's happening right so that is how you're going to become trauma bonded to your parent you need your parent for survival you need your parent for survival and if there is a threat to think that your parent could go away Okay, maybe they even said, hey, I'm, I'm going to leave or, or whatever it was. You need them for survival. So you're going to do whatever you can to keep yourself safe. Your body is going to go to work for you, go to bat for you. And you're going to create that trauma bond with your parent. And that's what most people, most of you, most people in my community, most of my clients, that's what they're dealing with. They are still in that trauma bonded state with their parents to some degree, again, to some extent, right? So um, that emotional abuse and neglect that you had to care for your parent is oftentimes what pe you know keeps people stuck. And again, even when you split, the, the, um, the backlash from all of that is still there and has to be worked through. And that's what I help clients with. So let's take another example. Um, so let's say that your sibling, okay, so you can see this, one of your siblings trauma bonded to your parent. Let's say you're the scapegoat, you got out, you're no contact, you don't understand why your siblings are in it still, because they're trauma bonded for their safety, right? And so this is where it gets really hard too, is that you see your sibling and maybe even raised your sibling. Cause again, you were probably put in that position of taking care of your siblings when you were a child and that was not your job. Um, and so you feel responsible for them and you feel helpless to do anything cause you, they can't seem to see it. And again, you can't, their distortion is so, so strong. It's gonna be nearly impossible um, for people to escape those abusive and toxic families. Those siblings are stuck there. Um, and there is really, and it's really hard, but there's not a damn thing you can do about it, right? All you can do is save your own self, right? So that old adage of putting on your own oxygen mask first, um, that's literally all you can do. And again, this is a big part of the work that I do with clients is working through that part of it too, um, because it's very difficult. The trauma bond is so strong and distorted that um, it's not until that person, that sibling, can, can, can understand that for themselves, right? To make conscious decisions. They're in their best interests, but it's not up to you to help them become conscious and make choices. Only they can come to that conclusion and they might... Or, you know, they might not. Um, so that's another big thing to work through as if you didn't already have enough to work through, right? So, um, but you coming from your adult self can recognize that you're not responsible for other people's actions. You're not responsible for them not harming themselves, you know, not drinking, um, whatever it is, right? Um, you are not responsible, ultimately, if a parent dies 
hurts themselves, kills themselves. I know a, a lot of you also have the parents that are like, oh, I, you know, I'm dying or, or some parents do still, they've been saying, I'm going to, you know, going to kill themselves since childhood and they're still doing it and not to minimize any of that, but they they use it as a weapon and a manipulation tactic, right? So only you can assess, um, where you're at in that relationship with your toxic parent, uh, your sibling, where your siblings are at, or any other family member that you want to take into account, um, and really understand those circumstances that you were raised in. Another thing that I help clients with is really see because most often what we've done is we've minimized it, we've denied it, and again, that is a self protection coping mechanism. Um, and oftentimes this stuff just seemed normal, right? Because, and we didn't really have words for it. We just grew up in this household that was, that's just the way dad is. That's just the way mom is. Or you just kind of think, well, you know, it was like a daily thing. So I got used to it, but, but that, that's not normal, right? Um, and so, and, and so it's really important to really, really be honest and understand to what, degree the family toxicity affects your own physical mental and emotional health right what level is that and you can tune into your body somatically and you know what what is that what does that look like you know um my you know and that and that's when most people make the break most people make the break of going no con full no contact when and they'll often use language that says I'm done I can't take it anymore um, I've had enough you know that kind of thing I just can't take it um, I'm done I I've had enough that's the language that they're using and that is a body response is it's a felt sense in the body it's a nervous system response because when they say it there's a, there's there's um, something physiological going on in the body that is letting them know I'm done and that often that will often be louder it becomes louder than the fear and the guilt and the shame of actually going no contact right so at some point that becomes so loud you can't ignore it anymore and that's when um, that break you know usually often happens in my experience so really um, assess where you're at, right? And how that's connected. It's directly connected your physiological, mental, emotional, physical health. Um, how that's affecting you, you know, because that is a, you know, adrenaline and cortisol pumping through your bloodstream. It never gets better. It only gets worse. Right. So that, that's really, really important to understand. Putting yourself first, putting your body first, right? Super duper important. Um, and, you know, and then also, can you, again, being honest with yourself, can you continue down this path with your parents, staying in contact or doing whatever you're doing? Why are you doing it? What are you getting out of it? And how are you compromising your health? Maybe even your safety. Um, you know, um, and your mental, emotional, how, you know, write that out, plan it out if you're struggling with that, right? Because that trauma bond is really, really strong. If you need help, reach out to me, Tracy at tracyprincipe.com. Join the Facebook group if you're not in there, navigating no contact with toxic parents. 
lots more going on in there. I host um, monthly drop-in classes for basic nervous system regulation. It's a good place to start if this is new for you, you wanna check it out. It's usually priced between 20 and $50 a month. You can find all the past ones, recordings on my website so that you can get that, you know, get a little taste of this work if it resonates or if you like it um, or if it's the right time for you to check out nervous system and somatic experiencing, reach out to me. And as always, if you have a topic that you're interested in, want to hear about, I'm open and send me a topic. Would love to hear from you. So thank you for tuning in. And I am back and ready to give you more podcast episodes. So stay tuned for the next one. Thanks for tuning in as always. See you next time.